Right, so we'll say good morning. Let's uh, let's begin. So we left off on Daf Vav Amud Aleph. So says the Mishnah, Hamechanis Maos Va'amar Hare Elu Lishikli. So what happens? A person goes ahead and over the course of the year uh, collects money. So a person has like a, like a shekel fund. So over the course of the year, they're putting in uh, money that's going to go towards their half shekel obligation. So we'll say what happens. Beishamay Omrim Mosarin. So we'll say. What happens if Lamaisa, when it comes time to go ahead and contribute the half shekel, it turns out that they have collected more than a half shekel in funds. So I've put away over the course of the year more than a half shekel in funds. So Beishamai says, Mosaran Nedava. The extra monies above and beyond the half shekel ultimately go to Nedava. Now if you look at the Tiklin Charitin, the Tiklin Charitin writes over the file, Mosaran Nedava, Yiplu the Shofros, now what he says over here is it goes, remember shofros we already saw yesterday are the actual collection boxes. So it goes into the collection boxes into the Beis HaMikdash. Sha'omdin le'karev b'demeyem olas kates lemizbeach. Disavri hektish betos shmei hektish. So I will say, Beishamai holds that lemaisa, if there is leftover money, that leftover money is sanctified. The leftover money is sanctified, and therefore you put it into the you put it into the shofar, into the collection boxes in the base hamikdash. And as we've already spoken about earlier, often leftover half shekel monies would go into the what we call the kates fund, which is the fund ultimately that would be used to purchase karbanos in the event that the that the that the Mizbeach was dormant. But the point is that according to Beis Hill, according to Beis Shammai, what we call this, this, this operative phrase is Hekdish Bitoz Shmei Hekdish. Literally, a mistaken consecration is a consecration nevertheless. So for example, in this case, the reason why it's called a mistaken consecration is because I was putting away money towards half shekel. And then what happened? And then it turned out that I had more than a half shekel put away. So that's called a mistaken consecration. But Beis Shammai still holds that it stands. Ubeisol Beisol says no. Most saran chulin. Beisol says not true. When you when you're setting aside money, what's your intent? Your intent is to put away half shekel. So what's consecrated? The amount of funds up until you reach the up until you reach the half shekel amount. But once you reach the half shekel amount, you're done. So anything above and beyond that, Beisol says, is chulin. Is not consecrated. Look at the Tiklin Chalatin again. With saran chulin. Because my intent from the beginning was only to go ahead and amass the amount until I reach the half shekel threshold. So that's Machlokis Be Shayim Fine. So the Gemara goes right to the Gemara says, Mosar and Chulin. Sha'avi Mehen Shikli. Case number two, I will say, is let's say a person goes ahead, a person goes ahead. And let's say, makes the statement that I'll go ahead and bring from among these shkalim my half shekel. So every, we'll see what that means in just a moment. Everyone agrees, shavin shahamosar chulin. Everyone agrees that any leftover amounts are considered to be chulin. Take a look at the Tiglin Chalitin again. Mosar and chulin. Shalonis kavin ze elikadei shiklo. So let's say, we'll say, a person says, I'm putting aside money from which I will bring my half shekel. So that phrase of from which indicates that what? That my intention is only on the amount of money that will be necessary for half shekel. But anything above and beyond that, I don't have in mind to consecrate. In that case, everyone agrees that the leftover monies 
the leftover monies are chulin, are not consecrated. Shmosai, what's interesting is, Machlokas Yishan Beisilo is dafka in a case where a person says, this money is for half shekel. So the question is, when you say this money, is that an all-encompassing phrase, or is that no, still have a ceiling until you reach the half shekel amount. But if a person makes a more exclusionary phrase, I will bring from among these monies my half shekel, everyone agrees that only the amount until the half shekel is consecrated, anything above and beyond that ultimately is considered to be chulin. Weiter, a similar case, if a person goes ahead and says, this money is for my carbon chatos, and I will say, let's say again, uh, let's say I put away $150, and the chatos itself only costs 100 the animal costs $100. So what do I do in that case? Shavin, everyone agrees, that the leftover monies ultimately are used for nedava. We'll say whenever you see nedava, remember nedava means same thing, it goes into that fund that's used to purchase carbonos in the event that for some reason the Mizbeach is dormant. We go ahead and we have literally dessert for the Mizbeach. You'll see the reason for that is because unlike a half shekel, which has a, which has a ceiling, i.e. half shekel, there's a certain amount and not more, the maisa, a carbon chatas, or other carbonos also, you could choose to bring as expensive of an animal as you want. So the maisa, if you made a blanket statement that said, these monies are going to be for chatas, all the money is consecrated. So the Gemara goes, But again, if a person says, I, I, there is this money, and I will bring from, from within this money, for my chatos, which again I will say is the same exclusionary phrase as we saw before, where a person means that only the money is necessary to cover the expense will be consecrated. The other monies will not. So in that case, shavin Everyone agrees that the leftover monies are not consecrated. Amr Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Shimon says the following. Ma bein shkalim lechatos. So Rabbi Shimon says, why is this? So I will say, here's something very interesting. So everyone, so what the Gemara is asking over here is like this. In the first case, in the first case of shkalim, first case of shkalim and chatos is the same. Where a person makes the statement, she'elu l'shikli, elu l'chatosi. A person makes a statement, this money is for my shekel. This money ultimately is for my carbon chatos. So when it comes to shekel, there's machlokis be'shamah be'shilom. Right, be'shamah says, if you say these monies are for my shekel, everything is consecrated. Part of it for the half shekel, and part of it will go to the mizbeach fund, to the carbon fund. And yet, when it comes to chatos, when it comes to karbanos, everyone agrees that what? That the entire amount is consecrated. So why is there a difference? Why is there machlokis v'sham v'sham by shekel? And not a machlokis v'sham v'sham in the other cases? Oh, I'll tell you why. Ela shal shkalim yeish lahem kitzvah. A very simple reason. Because we'll say a half shekel has a defined amount, has a ceiling, has a limit. And therefore, that's why Basilel could say that even though you said these monies are for my half shekel, your intention really was that these monies in the amount necessary for the half shekel is for the half shekel. And everything else should be chulin, as opposed to chatos, karbanos, where both said there is no ceiling. You could choose to buy as expensive of an animal as you want. And therefore, if a person makes a statement, these monies should be for my carbon, lemaisa, everyone agrees that all the money is consecrated. Rabbi Hudu, Rabbi Hudu says, af l'shkalem ein lahem kitzvah. So Rabbi Hudu also advances an interesting argument. Rabbi Hudu says, not true. Even shkalem, there's no limit for shkalem either. How do we know that Rabbi Darkonos. I will say, here's what's interesting, because when the Jewish people came back from the goal, this is referring to after the second temple, after the first temple, excuse me. So remember, 70-year exile, Ezra leads the people back, second base on the When the people came back during the second temple era, 
they used to go ahead and give Darkonos. So let's say, remember again, we had Darkonos yesterday. Darkonos were a larger denomination of coins. A, a Darkon a darkon is two sela, which essentially is four shekel. So the point over here is when the people came back from the Gola, they didn't use regular shkom. They used to use a darkon, or, or I guess a half a darkon, a half a darkon for their chazi shekel. Chazu lishkol slaim. Then they went back to using a sela. Chazru lishkol tevain. Then they went back to go ahead and use a, te, a, a teva coin, tevin. We'll say again, these are progressively smaller coins. Bikshu lishkol dinarin. Then at some point in history, they wanted to use a dinar, which is a much smaller coin. Velo kiblu mehen or a half a dinar, more appropriately said, and the rabbis would not accept that. Apparently, again, a half a dinar was too insignificant of an amount, and therefore the rabbis said, you can't use a dinar. But Rabbi said, what's the point over here? The point over here is that what Rabbi Hud is showing is, you see that shekel is not a fixed amount. The shekel is not a fixed amount, because again, sometimes we're using more, uh, more, more uh, coins of a higher value, sometimes coins of a lower value. So remember, the, Gemara, the Mishnah wanted to suggest that the reason why, the reason why in the case of shekel, Basilel says that if you say elu l'shikli, only the amount of money up until the half shekel amount is consecrated, everything else is not, is because shekel has a ceiling. Rabbi Huda says, not true. You see, shekel doesn't have a ceiling, to which Rabbi Shimon says, I'm Rabbi Shimon, no, no, no. Afa pikein yad kulan shave. You're right. The value of the shekel, or I should say differently, what is used for a shekel may change throughout history. But one thing is for sure that whatever whatever coin they're using, that is the agreed upon coin. That's what everyone is using in that particular time. So the Mishnah says that when they came back from from Gauls, they used the darkon. Everybody was using a half a darkon. However, aval chatos, that's what he means, aval pikein, yad kulan shove. Literally, everyone's hand is equal. It's another way of saying everyone's contributing the same amount. However, aval chatos, when it comes to common chatos, zem may be besela, vizem may be bishtayim, vizem may be bishalosh. When it comes to common chatos, what happens? Really, there's no fixed amount. Everyone brings whatever they want. We'll say, I'll just share with you something interesting. Um, I'll just share with you something interesting about this. Actually, I'll, 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 remind, me, remind me, I want to tell you something interesting, as opposed to the rest of this year. I want to tell you something interesting a, a, a little bit later on, okay? A one time. A what, what? A one time interesting. A what time? Let's do, if I don't tell you by 6.20, tell me. You don't have to send an alarm. <laughs> All right. So, let's listen to this. So the, so the Gemara now talks about the Mishnah's first case. Hamachane, someone who's, someone who's going out and setting aside money for his half shekel. Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rabbi Lezer, Ma Pligon B'Mechanes, Ma Pligon B'Mechanes, what's the case, or what's the case in where they argue and one is collecting money? Prut Prut, or Prut Prut. Prut Prut Rabosai means that a person is putting away a little bit of money at a time. Look at, look at the Tiklin Charitin. B'Mechanes Prut Prut, well, so listen to this. Remember, this is case number one. So what am I doing throughout the year? I have a little half shekel pushka where I keep putting money in throughout the year. Obviously, I'm not actually going to contribute that pushka. What I'm then going to do is when it comes time to give the half shekel, I'll redeem that money onto an actual half shekel coin and I'll contribute. But again, this I'm putting away throughout the year. So remember, the question now is, I come to check that pushka on the, on the first of Adar, and I find that what? It's got a whole shekel in there. 
for argument's sake. He's got a whole shekel in there. So now the shayla is, what's the status of the additional half shekel amount? So Beishamai says, it's all considered consecrated. Granted, it goes to different pots. The first half shekel will go to the half shekel donation. The remaining half shekel will go to Kate Samizbech, the carbon, the carbon fund. However, again, Beishamai says, no, only the half shekel amount is consecrated. Everything else is chulin. So now the Gemara says, when does Beis Hillel say that the additional amount is not consecrated? That's when, when you're contributing prut prut, which is the way we understood it, which is normally what? You're putting in a little bit of money at a time. A little bit of money at a time. However, avaba omer elu lishikli kol ama modi shemosar nedava. But say, listen to this. If you were to go ahead and grab a handful of coins, let's say... Like, like most of us, you have a pile of money sitting in the house. So, right, so you go ahead and, of course, right, you go ahead and you, you, you grab a pile of coins. And you were to say, these are for my shekel. These are for my shekel. So, oh, in that case, even Basil would agree that's what? That the entire amount is sanctified. Because, again, in that case where Mamish, you're holding the entire amount and you're saying, these are for my shekel, then it turns out you grab too much. You're eating even Basil would agree that the leftover amounts there are considered to be sanctified. Look at the look at the tickle in Khadatin. He says, If you took a handful of money, and you said these are for my shekel, and there's more than what's necessary for the half shekel amount. Moda de Nedava. Basil says that the leftover is is considered to be sanctified. Shein kantos, because there is no mistake in sanctification here. Dahayada kamahin, because a person knows how much it is. So therefore, imkain is kavin lekulon shiu lishkalim ela shein rashay laharbos lemachzas hashekel lachina moshe nadav. So also listen to this. The fundamental machlokes between Beisham and Basil is hektish betos. What happens when you make when you make a consecration that's mistaken? That's what's happening over here. You are consecrating more than necessary. So Beishamai holds that Hegdish Petos is still called Hegdish. Still called Hegdish. Beishilal says it's not called Hegdish. That's the simple case. But Beishilal agrees that I will say when you pick up a handful of money, Beishilal makes the assumption that you know that there's more than half a shekel in there. You know that there's more. You could just, because you, you could see it. You know there's more than half a shekel. And yet what? And you still said, you still said this money is from a half shekel. So Basil says there's only one thing you're saying when you make that statement, which is that it's all consecrated. Granted, you can't give more than the half shekel for the half shekel connection. So the half shekel will go to the half shekel, and the rest goes to the carbon fund. Revichia. I'm sorry. Yes, the assumption is he knows that. We, Correct, correct. It's the value of the coins. A person knows when they pick up a handful of coins. The idea is when you're contributing a little bit, a little bit at a time into a pushka, you're not cognizant of the amount that's been collected already. When you pick up a handful of coins, you could assess already in that handful what's there. Whether hand, right, handful doesn't have to. He's just using the example of a handful, but it could be that it's three coins of higher value. The point is, when you're holding all the coins in your hand, you know how much you have there. Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia of Rabbiva, B'shem, Rabbi Lazer. Ma pligon bimechanis beprut So the Sotzi Gemara says the same idea. When do Beisham Beisel disagree? That's in the case of prutrut when a person ultimately is collecting a little bit at a time. Avaba Omer elu lishikli. But if a person took a handful of money and said, "This is for, this is for my shekel," 
I will say, in this version, in this version, it's just the opposite. In this version, if you took a handful of money, the Gemara is suggesting that everyone agrees, i.e. even Be Shammai, that the leftover is chulin. The leftover is not consecrated. So what's happening over here? Look at, look at the, look at the Tiklin Chadatin again. lomar. So we'll say, according to this second version, the logic is just the opposite, which is that when you pick up a handful of coins and you say, everyone knows that you can't contribute more than half a shekel to the half shekel collection. So if you make a statement, these are for my shekel, and what? And what? But you know you can't give them all to your shekel. What you're automatically saying is, the amount in here that constitutes half a shekel is consecrated, and the rest is not. So I will say, again, two fundamentally opposite statements on the same, which I guess is not such a novelty in Gemara, on, on, on the same exact case. So here, here's, here's what we have. The Machlokis Beisham Beisilel, just to organize this a little bit, the Machlokis Beisham Beisilel is in this case of, is in this case of Prutrot, where I'm putting it away a little bit at a time, because then what we say is, the question is, is there hektish Petaos or not? Beisham says yes, and therefore the whole thing is consecrated. Beisilel says no. What if you pick up a handful of coins so according to the first approach, in that case, everyone agrees that the whole thing is consecrated. Amount of half shekel to half shekel rest to is beach because you know how much you have. According to the second version, everyone agrees that what? That the leftover is schulen. Why? Because when you lift up, you know exactly how much you have. And therefore, your intent is only for the half shekel amount, but everything else is simple schulen. Rabbi said, by the way, you should, well, let's read one more line. Our Mishnah seems to support the position of Rav Bibi. Rav Bibi was this second approach. Disnan, Amr Rav Shimon, Ma Bein Shkalim Lechatos. Was Rav Shimon said, why, why is there a distinction between Shkalim and Chatos? Elosha, Shkalim Yesh Lahen Kitzvah. Shkalim have a limit. Ulechatos Elon Kitzvah. And the Chatos does not have a Kitzvah. Ma Anan Kaimon. Now what case are we talking about? Im Ba'omer, if we're talking about a case, Sha'ave Mehen Shikli, where a person says, I'm going to bring from amongst this money my shekel, Kol Ama Modi Shahamusarin Chulin. Everyone agrees that what? I will say, in a case where you say, I'm going to bring from amongst this amount, which means that I recognize already from the beginning that the whole amount is not consecrated for shekel, I'm only going to take some of it. Everyone agrees that what? That in that case, Sha'ave Mehen, the leftovers are Chulin. If you go ahead and you say you have money collected, you have money collected, and you say I'm going to bring from amongst this money, from, from this amount, my chatos, call ama modi Everyone agrees that the leftover amounts is chulin. I will say anytime you use the lotion of sha'avi mehen, that I'm going to bring from it, everyone agrees that lemaisa, only the amount necessary for the consecrated purpose is consecrated. Everything else is chulin. Ella, Ella kin anon kaimon. Rather, what we must hold, ba'omer elu lishikli, where ultimately a person says, this amount of money is for my shekel. Elu lishikli, shkalim ayidei shekitzvasan min ha-Torah, mosar and chulin. When it comes to shkalim, where there is a defined biblical amount, i.e. a half a shekel, that's what you give and no more, then what? Then the leftovers are not consecrated, they're chulin. Chatos, al yedei she'in kitzvah san min ha-Torah, 
ultimately chatos, where there is not a limit from the Torah, lemaisa, again, the leftovers is, the leftover goes to karbonos. When it comes to chatos, lemaisa, anything that you plant, you could spend as much as you want on a carbon chatos, and therefore the entire amount ultimately is consecrated. Even though you end up only spending some part of it on carbon chatos, the entire amount ultimately is is consecrated. I will say, just so you should know, we actually, well, um, let me just read two more lines and then I'll tell you the halacha. So, ma'avidla, ma'avidla. So, what, what do we do in this case? Rabbi Yossi b'shem Rabbi Eliezer, pasrala b'mechanes prot prot So, the way Rabbi Eliezer establishes this case is where a person is collecting, a person is going ahead and, or not collecting their money, contributing their money, prot Remember, prot means what? One coin at a time. Uka Beisila, and that would be like Beisila, because you also remember, what is Beisila holding in the case of Protrut? Beisila holds that the leftover is Chulin. The leftover is Chulin. Why? Because when you're contributing Protrut, we assume that what? That you're, you're just going above and beyond the half shekel amount by accident. And Kiddusha Hektish Petos is not considered Hektish, and therefore only the amount you need for the half shekel is Kodesh. Everything else is Chulin. Uka Beisila, I Vahataninan, but we learned. Mosar Shkalim Chulin. I, but we learned that the leftover shkalim amount are chulin and pasrala b'mechanis protrut kibesilal. And the way we establish that case is how is where a person contributes one coin at a time and like basilal and like basilal. Fine. So both say, So that's the end of that sugya. J- just to understand how we paskin halacha lemaisa. So first of all, we paskin like basilal in the first case of protrut, which means both say, if you are contributing one coin at a time and it turns out that then you went in and contributed above and beyond the half shekel, isn't your own personal pushka? We paskin like basilal, namely that what? The additional amounts are chulin, are not consecrated. Now in the case of, in the case that the Gemara quoted before of, of Elul Lishikli, right, where let's say what, a person takes a handful of money and says, this money is for my shekel, Elul Lishikli, we also paskin that what, well, everybody seems to paskin, that Mosarin Chulin, that the leftover amounts are considered to be chulin, which means what about say, because in that case, what we assume is that Lemaisa, a person knows, a person knows that there is more than the necessary amount within, within that handful, and therefore they only have in mind for the shekel. Okay? That's why I'm asking both of those cases. Now I'll tell you the interesting piece. Is it time for the interesting piece? No. So I'm, early, I'm running early on the interesting piece. Okay, I'm going to share it with you, and I can't wait any longer. So uh, l- listen to this. Um, no, it's not time for the interesting piece yet. Okay, <laughs> then I'll tell you why. Because, all right, it's, I know, it's just, I want to keep you on your feet. So, sa- says the Gemara, let's go a little bit weiter. Hamafrish Shiklo. So, we'll say, so now we, we have a couple of very good pieces of Halachalam. So, we'll say, you know, the Rambam, the Rambam Mishnah Torah does have Hilchos Shkalim. So, all these, there's no, there's no, there's no section in Shulchan Aruch of Hilchos Shkalim. But th- th- that's just because, remember, Shulchan Aruch does not include any laws of the base Hamikdash, only because right, Rav Yosef Cairo compiled compiled a, a halacha a sefer for a contemporary usage until the base Hamikdash was built. But the Rambam, of course, has all of these halachos. So the Rambam has Hilchos Shkalim. He just codified halachos as I just told you. Hamafush Shiklo v'savershu Chayiv. Another interesting case. I separated out my half shekel because I thought I was Chayiv, but what? V'nimtza she'eno Chayiv, and then it turns out. And then it turns out that I'm not chayiv. I will say, what, what does that mean? I gave already. I gave already. I thought I didn't give, but it turns out that I did give. So the question now is what? 
what's the status of that second shekel that was separated. So the Gemara says, Ultimately, the shekel is not considered to be consecrated. I will say that that makes sense. That makes sense. Why? Take a look at the Tiklin Charetin. Tiklin Charetin writes, Kevan Dishem Shekel Klal Pshitalan Kikami Listen to this. Because remember, we've already established that we Paskin like Basilo. What is Basilo hold? Very important concept that you should remember throughout your journeys in Shas. That hekdish betos lo shmei hekdish. That when you consecrate something in a mistaken fashion, out of a mistake, it's not considered consecrated. So meaning, I, I hear, I made a mistake. I thought I didn't give half shekel. I did give half shekel. That's hekdish betos. It's not considered to be consecrated. However, listen to this. That's because of shlamim. That's, that's a different, correct. That's because Pesach is shlamim. That's because Pesach is shlamim. That's a different, carbonos are different. Carbonos are different, as we'll see. We'll get to that. Hamafish Shnaim. We'll say, no more, what's, what's going on here? You think we get to Yerushalmi and get to ask questions? <laughs> Everybody knows the rules. So, Hamafish Shnaim. So, what happens? You go ahead and you separate out two. So, we'll say, this case is a little bit different. So, now, Hamafish Shnaim means I separated out two coins. Vesavr Shuchayif Shnaim. Now, why? Why is that? Ultimately, because because I thought I was chay of two coins. Now, if you look back in the Tiklin Charitin, he says the following. It's in the middle of that same one we read before. Nimtza sheno chay of lo kadish. Ki kami boilon heichad dehifrish shnayim v'nimtza sheno chay of ela achos. Kivan da karcha shim shekel chala alachsen. So also listen to this case. In this case, I separated out two coins because for some reason... I thought that the biblical obligation for half shekel was to bring two half shekels. For whatever the reason, that's what I thought. So what happens? Now they're both sitting on my table. So what's the shayla? So what do we do with the second coin? What do we do with it? So the Gemara says, So my Nishmana min hadot. Let's learn it out from the following case. Hifrish chataso v'savashu chayiv. If a person goes ahead and separate it, separate out a carbon chatos, because he thought he was chayiv, v'nimtza she'en chayiv, and it turns out that he's not chayiv chatos. Good news. Lo kidsha. The carbon is not kodesh. We'll say again, makes sense. Why? Because that's kiddushay tos. And by the way, the quick answer, Howard, to the, to the, also to the Karm Pesach cases, remember, that's not hektish betos. There's no mistake there. I had, I fully, I fully went ahead and was makdish a carbon. It just turns out that I found the first one also. That's different. These cases are a mistake in knowledge. I thought I was chay v'chatos. I'm not chay v'chatos now. So what do I do with it? So the, so the Gemara says, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, or that's case number one. That's the easy case. But for some reason, I thought I was chayiv two carbonos, and it turns out I was only chayiv one. What do we do with the second carbon? The Gemara says, "Ella roa." It must be in that. What do we do with that case? We, the same thing we do a lot of times with animals that were consecrated that you can't offer as a carbon. We allow it to graze until it develops a mum. Once it develops a mum, we redeem the carbon for the particular amount of money. And then the money becomes, and ultimately, the, the, the animal itself becomes chulin. Hachanami, elulinadava. So too, we'd be tempted to say over here what? That lemaisa, the second coin that was consecrated, ultimately should be used for nadava. Kate is beach. 
carbon fund. So the Gemara says, V'kal heich omer ata heich omer ata elu. But here's the thing: the Gemara says, so how can you say? How can you say ultimately that by this additional case it should become? It should become. It should become. Uh, it should fall into Nidava. What the Gemara is asking over here is that in this particular situation, it's more logical to say that Lemaisa, the additional shekel, should become Chulin. Why, Rabosai? Because again, like we just said before, the case, the difference with Chatos is, technically speaking, there is no ceiling to Karbanos. When it comes to Chatsi Shekel, however, there is a clearly defined ceiling. So Lemaisa, again, there is no way for the individual to give two Shkalim. Therefore, the Gemara says, although you're equating the two, the truth is the comparison doesn't really work. At the end of the day, because my half shekel contribution is really limited to a half shekel, that second one that is contributed should not go to Nadala, but ultimately should just be considered chulin. Rabbi Yuda Omer. Rabbi Yuda says, Rabbi now remember again in the Mishnah said, Rabbi, the Gemara quotes Rabbi Yuda. Rabbi Yuda is Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara quoted Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda wanted to say that shekel also has no limit. Why? Because he showed that throughout history, people contributed different amounts for the half shekel. So the Gemara says the following. Now the, Gemara, the Mishnah quoted uh, four different coins. Then when they came back from Golos, they gave Darkonos. Then they went back to give Sloim. Then they wanted to give, then they gave Tivin. And then they wanted to give Dinarin. But the rabbis wouldn't accept Dinarin because ultimately... They were they were too, too worth worth too little. So the Gemara just gives different names for these coins. So Darkonos Dinarin. So ultimately Darkonos are also known as Dinarin. Chazru Lishkol Sloim Kishmuan. So so they went to give back Sloim as it's inferred. Chazru Lishkol Tivin Palgi Sloim Bikshu Sloim Bikshu Lishkol Dinarin Kartin. These are all just different names. For these same coins, and ultimately the rabbis would not accept dinarin contributions because of the following. Because of the following, um, okay, we don't have to look at it. Okay, so the Tikkun Chatin just explains the different names of the coins, but we don't have to do it. The Gemara now over here is quoting the pasuk from Nehemiah. The mitzvos. This is very interesting. So the Pasuk in the says that they established upon us mitzvot, obligations, to give literally shloshes hashekel. We'll have to see how to define that term. Does it mean three shkalim? Does it mean giving the shekel three times for the, for the service of the base hamikdash? So what does this mean? So the Gemara says the following: Rabbi Chilkiah b'shem Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chilkiah name Rabbi Acha said, "Mikan shetzarich adam leshalish shiklo gimel pamim bashana." From here we learn that you actually have to give the half shekel three times. Three times throughout the year. The, the fact that the Pasuk says, indicates that you have to give the half shekel to the side. That actually lines up nicely with something else we learned before, which was what? That how many times throughout the year did they withdraw the shekel from the temple treasuries? Three times. 15 days before Pesach, 15 days before Shuas, 15 days before Sulkis. So Abchilkia seems to say that you have to contribute to half shekel each time, and that's the Pasuk is saying. 
Mikhan she said the I'm sorry Rav Acha um sorry Rav Chilkiyah Rav Chilkiyah Rav Acha Mikhan shakal shakal avdom shakal shiklo gil pan b'shana Mikhan interesting enough the Gemara also learns a very important fundraising idea Mikhan she'ein matrichin al hatzibur yoser migimol pamim b'shana from here I will say what else do we learn. You can't ask the congregation for money more than three times a year. So it's, an, it's an interesting so just in terms of just in terms of fundraising. So what he's saying is you can't keep going back to people over and over and over. You have to go ahead and ask for people money for people three times a year. Okay, at least well three times a year, not less, not less. Hey, three three times a year. Mikan first of all the gan from here we also learn if you look at if you look at the if you look at the Rashba uh, let's just do that aside. Sin. From here we also know that Lemaisa, in terms of the value, the value of the coin that's given must be at least three sitin as well. Again, the Gemara is just using measurements of different of values of different coins. Mikan Lishalosh Kupos. From here, from this so everything is just we're talking about, these are all just from the, the fact that the Pasik says three, we're just learning out different th- aspects of three associated with the half shakal. So yeah, they they're they gave shekel three times throughout the year. We don't we don't pass in that day, by the way. But that's what Chilgi is saying. They gave shekel three times a year. You can't collect from the tzibur more than three times a year. The shekel itself had to be had to be at least three sin. Mikan shalosh kupos. From here we see that what that there were three different. There were three different um, collection pots. If you look at the Tiklin Charitin, three lines are from the bottom. Mikan legimol sin legimol kupos. Tisan lekaman begimol prakim b'shana hayu tarmen es alishka begimol kupos shel gimol sin. So we'll say, interestingly enough, actually, excuse me, the sin is not is the sin is actually the measurement of the is actually the measurement of the collection pot that they had three collection pots that they call a shofar that held three sin of coins. We'll talk about that later. Furthermore, Mikan Gimel Hafrashos. We also see from here that they went and they took from the temple treasury, they took the coins three times throughout the year. Ksiv Zeyitnu, the Gemara quotes the Pasuk, this they shall give, Kolo over ala pikudim. Everyone who passes through the pikudim, ultimately all, all those who are counted. Rabbi Hudra ibn Nechemia, Chad Amar, listen to this, some beautiful agarata. Lefi shechotu b'machtsis hayom, yitnu machtsis ha-shekel. So I'll say one opinion says, these are different symbolisms for the half-shekel. Because we sinned at midday, therefore we have to give half-shekel, half representing the mid. Right? We're about to say, what is that referring to? Chete Egel, the sin of the golden calf. If you look at the, if you look at the Ketiklin Charetin, three lines are from the bottom, he says, Lefi shechotu b'chatsi hayom, when it was midday and Moshe did not come back, that's when the people fell apart and they built the golden calf. So because they sinned at midday, we give the half shekel. The chad amar, the fish, we're going to say again, you understand the mid, right? Mid, mid being half of the day, they sinned at half of the day, therefore we give half the shekel as a way to atone for that sin. He goes on. The chad amar, the fish, chad u yitnu shekel. Another say because they sinned at six hours into the day, so too we go ahead and we give half shekel. The ovid shisa garmasin because the half shekel itself is made up of six garmasim. So garmasim was a smaller unit of currency they had. Rabbi Yoshua Bay Rabbi Nechemia, Bishim Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakai, Lefi Sha'avru Ala Seres Hadibros, because we violated the Ten Commandments. This again is referring to Chet Egel. I will say, what do we violate the Ten Commandments? What the Gemara is suggesting over here is that Lemaisa. 
if you go ahead and violate Avodah Zarah idolatry, that is tantamount to violating the entire Ten Commandments, which makes sense. Because if a person worships idolatry, essentially what they're doing is they're negating their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you negate your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you've obviously, you, you've uprooted all Ten Commandments. So therefore, because of that, because of that, Everyone has to give 10 geira. 10 geira, I will say again, is the, is the value of a half shekel. Rabbi Barakia, and I will say, once he started talking about financial symbolisms, Rabbi Barakia, Rabbi Levi, Bishim, Rabbi Shimon Lakish, Lufi Shemachru, Bechora, Shorachel, Be'eshim Kesef. Because we sold, because the Shvatim sold the firstborn of Rachel, i.e. Yosef, for 20 silver pieces, where do we get the fact that Pidyon Aben has to be done with 20, the value of 20 silver pieces? Because that was the value for which the Shvatim sold the Bechor of Rachel Imenus. Amazingly enough, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is that every single time we do a Pidyon Aben, there is a partial rectification for the sin of the Shvatim having sold Yosef. We use the same unit of currency, or the same value of, I should say, the same value of currency to redeem our firstborns as the profit that the Shvatim made from selling Yosef. Reb Pinchas B'Shem Reb Levi, Lefi Shemachru Rachel Kasef, because they sold the firstborn of Rachel for 20 silver pieces, and therefore, V'nachal Echal Echad V'Echad Mehen Tiv'ah, I will say it's very interesting. So remember, 10 brothers participated in the sale of Yosef. Obviously, Yosef was sold, didn't participate in it, and Binyamin didn't participate in it, which means if they sold him for two silver, for 20 silver pieces, everybody walked away with two. Lefichach, therefore, Lefichach, therefore, Therefore, I will say, everybody has to go ahead and give of his half shekel a tiva. So what the Yohan is suggesting over here is that the value of the half shekel would essentially have been, te- would have been equivalent to the amount of profit that they realized from the sale of Yosef. So just, again, we don't have time to go into today, but it's fascinating just to see these cross symbolisms. So here you have in half shekel, you have a symbolism, you have a symbolic connection towards the Chet Egel, towards the Chet Egel, which I will say is even text Textually is connected. Remember, the half shekel was originally con- collected for the Mishkan. Mishkan comes at least textually as a response to the Chet Egel. So the Gemara suggests that you see how within 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 half shekel, the value, the amount, every there are so many things corresponding to the Chet Egel. But amazingly enough, there's also this connection to the sale of Yosef. Now the interesting piece, just before we go on to other days, it's fascinating halacha l'maisa. Remember, the last piece of the Mishnah, Reb Shimon said, or Reb Yehuda said, that they used different coins throughout history for half shekel. Listen to this, Shulchan Aruch. This is in Simon Tafresh Tzadik Dalid. The, this, this title of the simon is Din Ma'oz Parmanim. Now, this, the, the, the discussion over here is about Matanos Avionim. So what does the Gemara say? So actually, the, excuse me, the Ramah says, V'yesh Omrim, so he talks about the obligation of Atanos Levion, fine. V'yesh Omrim, she'yesh litein kodem purim, machtsis minamat beya, hakavua ba'oso makom. So the Ramah says, the Ramah says, what's our minog? That on Erev Purim, we go ahead and give half of a unit of currency, that is what? That is used in your particular locale. 
ובאוסה מקום ובאוסה זמן, זכר למחצית השקל. Remember the machzis hashakel shayu shoklin v'nostin ba'ander that they were given ander as we just saw before. So let's so I'll say what's what's new. I, I I never I never I never saw the nuance in these words. What does Ramah say over here? What should you use? Half the currency where you live. Where does Ramah get that from? He gets it from this Mishnah. Because what does the Mishnah say? In the times when the Imamish were obligated to give half shekel, although, so we'll say, here's the interesting part. Although we saw earlier that there was an interesting insistence on using, at least quantitatively, the same value as was used in the desert, at some point historically, that stopped happening. Stopped happening. Whether because people didn't know what the value of the original half shekel, whatever it was, but at some point in time, we stopped worrying about measuring up to the half shekel of the midbar, and instead, what we just started using was half a unit of currency of wherever we live in whatever time we live. And in fact, says the Ramah, that's why in our contemporary practice, when we, now granted, we're just doing a zeich, we're doing a remembrance, we use whatever the half of the standard unit of currency is, ba'osamakum, ba'osazman. It's just fascinating how, again, Allah and Shukhar comes from Mishnah Mishnah well that's why it's just the Zechah I'm saying that's why I don't have an obligation but, I'm, but even the times even the times is the point even this is the Mishnah I'm talking about even the times of the Mishnah Abba Beis Mosar Shkalim Chulim if you have leftover Shkalim leftover Shkalim they're Chulim I will say this seems to be building on just what we said before on just what we said before that Lemaisa that Lemaisa you collected more than what you needed for the shkalim. So anything left over ultimately is chulin. Moser asira saifa. If you have if you have leftover asira saifa, we'll say asira saifa is carbon mincha. So let's say you have extra extra. This is all money, by the way. This is not actually like like leftover ingredients. So I put aside money for a carbon mincha. There's leftover. There's leftover money. Or moser kinezavim kinezaros kineyoldos chatos vashamos. Or you put aside money. Rabbi remember kine kine are bird offerings. So if you set aside money for a bird offerings, either because of Man was a zav, a woman was a zava, a woman gave birth, chataos, vashamos, karbanos, mosarin, nidava. In all of these cases, Rabbi say any leftover monies are, consi- are, are, are consecrated and are used. Remember, we've seen it. I'm not going to say it. This is the last time I'm going to say it. The, nidava just means where does it go? It goes to the carbon fund, what we call Ketza Mizbeach, that in the event that the Mizbeach is dormant, there was a fund that they could purchase animals to give carbonos. Fine. So, Zeaklau, this is the rule. Koshu, Balashem Chatos, Umishum Ashma, anything that comes because of a Chatos or because of an Asham, these are sin offerings, Rabosai, Mosaran Nidava. Any leftover monies goes to Nidava. Moser Ola Liola. If you have money, you put aside money for an Ola. And what happens? Then you have leftover monies. The leftover monies have to be used towards an Ola. Moser Mincha Mincha. So I'll say this is too Again, all the mission is going through is, is the various different things and how you would use leftover monies if indeed there were leftover monies. So leftover, So if you were setting aside money for an Ola, that leftover money, that money has Ola, is as Ola status, and therefore it has to be used to purchase another Ola. Again, you don't have to purchase another Ola now. You can keep it in your Ola account. But, 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 you still have to use it for an Ola. Similarly, if you have leftover, if you have money, put aside money for a Mincha, and you have leftover money, you have to use it for a Mincha. If you have leftover money for a Shlamim, you have to use it for a Shlamim. I will say, oh, this we know, we are, we are experts in this, that if you set aside money for a carbon Pesach, and what? It turns out that you have leftover monies, you use those leftover monies for a shlam, because remember, carbon Pesach at its core 
is a carbon shlamim. Most are nazirim linazirim. If you have leftover monies for nazirim, I will say, what does that mean? This is talking about, if you look at the tiklin charetin quickly, tiklin charetin is on the la- left hand side, it's the second parish down. Most are nazirim about us, six lines in. If let's say they were collecting money for the carbonos of a nazir, and there was left over money. I had more money than I needed. So what happens? I'm sorry. Ultimately, you have to set it aside in a Nazir fund. This would be Rabbi let's say again, there was a Nazir who couldn't afford, who couldn't afford a carbon, so we collected money for him. We collected more than what we needed. The extra monies would go ahead and remain in a Nazir fund. And if future there's another Nazir who's in need, we use that money for him as well. Furthermore, the Mishnah says, most are Nazir than a Dava. However, again, this is an interesting case. If let's say I'm a Nazir and I went ahead and I, I set aside money for myself, for my Carbonos at the end of minus zeros and there's leftover money, that money goes in a dava. Okay. Amr Rabiosi. Rabiosi says the following. Adana Taman, when I was here, Shamis called Rav Yehuda, or when I was before them, Shamas called Rav Yehuda, Sha'al Shmuel. I heard Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, ask the following question to Shmuel. What was the question? Hifrish Shiklo Umes. What happens if a person separated their half shekel and then they died? person died before they had a chance to contribute it. So we'll say, what's the Shiloh? The Shiloh is, what do you do with the half shekel? What do you do with the half shekel? So the Lord says, Amrle, and he said to him, Yiplulinidava. Ultimately, you should go ahead and contribute it to the Vesa Mikdash, and it goes into the Nidava fund. Mosar Asiris Ha'efa Shalom. What happens again, I'll say, if he had left over carbon minchamani? Rabbi Yochanan, Amr Rabbi Yochanan says, Yolichem Liyam Hamelach. But I will say, the Yolichim Yomelech literally means what? You throw it into the Dead Sea, which is another way of saying that you can't really do anything with it. And I will say, the reason for that is because the Gemara is suggesting over here that Lemaisa, that Lemaisa, that Lemaisa, you can't use that money for a mincha after the owner himself has died, but you also can't really use it anywhere else. So Yolichim Yomelech means you're stuck. You're stuck. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, I'm sorry, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, Yiplu, uh, Rabbi Lezer says, no, you could even go ahead and contribute those to Nedava. Both say, take a look. Take a look at the, take a look at the Tiklin Charetin. Moser Asiris Ha'ifa Shalom. He says over here, Shal Kohen Godol Shini Totru Ma Ya'asalo. So we'll say it's actually very interesting. The Imar is suggesting over here that the Tiklin Charetin is suggesting that maybe what it's referring to is the carbon Mincha of the Kohen Godol. That maybe the Kohen Godol, remember, offered up his own particular offering. So what happens if there's leftover carbon Mincha of the Kohen Godol or leftover money? So what do you do with it? So Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan says, Yolichim Yalamela. You, have to just, you can't do anything with the money, you have to get rid of it. And Rabbi says, no, you could go ahead and use it for Nedava. Masnisa pliga Yochanan. So our Mishnah seems to argue on Rabbi Yochanan, because what does our Mishnah say? Mosar shkalim chulin. Leftover monies of shkalim are considered chulin. Mosar asiris ha'ifa. Mosar kine zavim kine zavos. Mosar kine yoldos. Chataos ashamos. Mosarin nedava. Ultimately, again, what did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said, I will say explicitly that what? That if you have left over, if you have left over mincha money, what do you do with it? It goes in a dava. It goes in a dava. It goes into the carbon fund. Our, meaning the Mishnah explicitly says that. So Rabbi Yochanan, 
Why do you see Yolichim Yamamelech? The Mishnah explicitly says that you could use it for Nidaba. So the Gemara says, My Avidla. So Rabbi Yochanan, what are you going to do with our Mishnah? My Avidla Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan explains it as Moser Asiris Haifa, Shal Minchas Chote, Shal Kol Yisrael. Oh, what's the case? The case is a minchas chote of kol Yisrael. What does that mean? Take a look at the Tiklin Charetin. He says the following: Shal Yisrael. Well, look at Moser Asir Saifa Kasat Kadait Chod Distam Maslis and Mary Gam Bishal Kohen Gadol. Shal Yisrael. The Tiklin Charetin says Shemakriv Bedalei Dalos. And I will say again: There are certain carbonos for which, if a person can't afford an animal, he could give a carbon chatos, in, he could give a mincha instead. So that's what we're referring to over here, a carbon that is being offered by an impoverished person. So again, if a person set aside money for this particular carbon, any leftover monies, additional monies, will go to the carbon nedava. Because what are we talking about over here? We're not talking about a regular mincha. What are we talking about? A mincha that's being offered as a substitute for a chatas. Oh, that's different. So, because now already what? Now already that carbon has the status of a chatas. Oh, once you're a chatas, then what? Everyone agrees that if you were setting aside money for a chatas, and then what, Rabbi It turns out that you had additional monies. Everyone agrees that what? That those additional monies are set aside for nidava. Finish the tikkun chatatin. And therefore, So we'll say, here's what's interesting. So everything depends on the nature of the chatos. If it's the chatos of a coin gadol, which is a regular chatos, then what? Then lemaisa, then lemaisa, then that's when you have the machlokis, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazer about what to do with the additional monies. But if it's a chat, but if it's a mincha being offered in lieu of a chatos, because a person is very poor, then what? Everyone agrees that those additional monies will go the Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi Amar Aldo Aba Barba. So about this, Aba Barba would object. The Inan Amrinan, because we would say, How do we know that a carbon Pesach has the ability to morph into a Shlamim? And I will say, what does that mean? Take a look at the Tiklin Chalatin for just a moment. Tiklin Chalatin writes the following: Aldo, al hot de meisi b'sama chikshale avod Shmuel. Do you Abba bar Abba? So on the following law, Abba bar Ba was very bothered. What's the law? The Inon Amrino. Look at the next Tiklin Chalatin. Lo garsinale hacha ula kaman garsinale v'hacha achi garsinan. So the Tiklin Chalatin changes the gears of the Gemara, and in his gears it reads: Minayin sha Pesach mishdan l'shlamim. How do we know that a Karan Pesach has the ability to morph into a Shlom? Now, what does that mean? Pesach b'shnari mos ha'shan sh'shachtu shlo l'shmo minayin shi mishdan l'shlamim. So, we'll say, remember, we had this case. How do I know that if I have a Karan Pesach and I shechted it the rest of the year, shlo l'shmo, meaning not for the sake of a Pesach, how do I know that that carbon turns into a shlamim? So now go back to the Gemara for just a moment. Now the Gemara says, how do I know that that happens? Because the Pasuk says, Ve'iminatzon karbano, lezevach shlamim. Because the Torah says, and if from the sheep is his carbon, it'll be a shlamim. Kol shehu minatzon ba'a ba'a shlamim. Anything that what? Anything that ultimately comes from the tzon can be a shlamim. So the Gemara says, one sec. So both sides. Therefore, again, what the Gemara is darshaning is, 
im min hatzon. If you are bringing something from tzon that has the ability to be a shalom, which indicates to us what Kara Pesach comes min hatzon. So the Gemara is saying, ah, you see from here that if you shecht a Pesach during the rest of the year, meaning it was a, it was an animal set aside for Pesach, but I didn't shecht it for Pesach. I'm shechting now during the year, and I do it for the sake of shlamim, or I do it for actually I do it not. I don't have to do it for the sake of shlamim. I do. I don't do it for the sake of Pesach. That it automatically becomes a carbon shlamim. How do I know that? Vim min hatzon karbano. If you are giving so that's minat zone, then what does the Torah say? What does the Torah say? Lezevach shlamim. It becomes a shlamim. So the Torah says, okay, well, if that's the case, Hayesivon, we could raise an objection. Hare Ola minat zone, yet Ola also comes to minat zone, and yet what? And yet what, I will say? That Lemaisa, again, if you offer it up, Shlodo Shemot doesn't automatically become a shlamim. Davar Shinaba Ela minat zone. No, 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 this only works for something that only comes from sheep. This excludes Ola that could even come from cattle. Hayitambo, we have to raise another objection. Hare Asham, what about a carbon Asham? Amura Bun Barkana minat zone. Davar Shuba Mikalat zone. Now, it only, this only includes, Rabbi said, this ability to morph into a shlamim only applies to something that what? That could come from all type of sheep. Yatza Ashem Sheinoba Elamina Elam Bilvad. Ashem is different because Ashem can only be offered from a ram. Hesiv Rabbun, another question was raised. Bechal Asr at Amr Min Lemait. The Khan at Amr Min Lerabas. Rabbi said, again, the Imam raises a basic question, which is normally when the Torah uses the word Min, Min is a limiting or exclusionary phrase. Here you're using Min as what? As an expansive inclusionary phrase. You're telling me that min means that any and that any carbon, any carbon, if offered not for a specific intent, can automatically become a shlum, as long as it's what? As long as it's minatzon. So min normally is exclusionary. Here you're using it to be inclusionary. no, no, no. min No, no, it also excludes here. What does it exclude? Miut It comes to exclude the fact that you can't offer an animal that is into its second year. It can only be an animal within its first year of life. And miyut she'eno banekeva. And it also can't be female. Vegabe asham nami min lemaitu. And by asham also the min comes to exclude. What does it come to exclude? She'eno ba'ela elam bilvad. Ultimately that it can only be brought from a ram. So think about how you We have to raise a contradiction or a kasha. V'hok siv ayba. The pasuk says, "V'im minat son karbano, minakvasim o minaizim liola meata moser apesach baola." So we'll say again. We have the same phrase by carbon ola. V'im minat son. Now using the logic that you just said before, what you should be able to say is that again, if you're bringing it minat son, which carbon pesach is, then it should be able to morph into an ola, which would then seem to indicate that if you shecht a pesach shalolishmo nafli the sake of Pesach during the rest of the year, that that carbon could potentially become an Ola. Me'ata Mosra Pesach Pa'ola. Am Rabbi Avon, Mishanin Dover Shuhula Achila, Le Dover Shuhula Achila. No, no, no. When we have to switch the identity of a carbon, it makes the most sense to switch something that is edible into another sacrificial sacrificial category that is also edible. Ve'in Mishanin Dover Shuhula Achila, Le Dover Shuhula Achila. But we won't switch the category of a carbon for something that is edible and something that's not edible. What does that mean? I will say, a shlamim is edible, an Ola is not. A Pesach is edible. So therefore, when we have to switch the categorization of a Pesach, because you're shechting it, it makes most sense to what? To, sh- to switch it into a category that most resembles its original category. For Pesach, that would be Shlamim and not Ola. Amr Abiyosi, Barabibun, Mishalim Kachim Kalim Kachim Kalim, Vin Mishalim Kachim Kalim Kachim 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 Kachim
Furthermore, we will also remember there are different levels of, of sanctity when it comes to Karbanos. Kachim Kalim, Kachim Kadashim. Kachim Kadashim are higher sanctity, Kachim Kalim are lesser sanctity. It only makes sense if you have to switch the identity of the carbon that you switch it into a similar category of sacrificial intensity. Therefore, carbon Pesach to begin with is Kachim Kalim. It makes sense if you have to switch the identity to switch it to Shlomim, which is also Kachim Kalim, but not to Ola, which is Kachim Kadashim. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Aldo Aldo Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Chanina objected to this. The Inon Amrinon, because we say, that a Pesach only switches to Shlamim, only if what? Only if you shechted it to Shlamim. And I will say, remember, having not in mind for Pesach is not enough. It has to be actively in mind. I will say, we spent so many blot on this in, in Pesachim. There are the Machlokis of, does Pesach automatically morph into a Shlamim just by having non-intent for Pesach? Or do you have to have active intent for Shlamim? And I say, even if you shechted it Ola, it still becomes a shlamim. Why? Because Pesach can't become an Ola. It can only become a shlamim. Amr Rav Eila, time of the Rabbi Yochanan, the reason Rabbi Yochanan is because he says, even at Son Karbano, because the Pasuk says, if from the Son you will bring your Karban, lezevach shlamim. Rabbi Yochanan's logic is because the Torah automatically says that what? That lemaisa, as soon as you shecht it not for the Pesach, there is a default categorization. And the default categorization is that it becomes a shlamim and nothing else. To the point that even if you had in mind to shecht it for an Ola, it'll still become a shlamim. And what would be the case of ultimately where one could have an invalidating machshava? Shachtel l'shem ola. So I'll say again, according to Rabbi Yochanan, therefore, even if he shachtel l'shem ola, it's still a shlamim. If that's the case, how can you ever have an invalidating mindset that would invalidate the carbon? Oh, I'll tell you how. He says, shachtel l'shem ola. He shachtel it for the sake of ola. Amenas lizrok dama lemachar. With the intention to throw the blood tomorrow. That would be a case, I will say, where you would disqualify the carbon. Mikomakom psulu. Aye, but that's still a psul. To which the Gemara says, Ain Tamar Mishtanal Machsheves Psul Pigol. I will say again, it changes that last word from Psul to Pigol. That ultimately, if you have a Machsheves Psul, that could actually make the animal Pigol. Ain Tamar, in Tamar, in Mishtanal Machsheves Pigol. Ultimately, again, if you have the wrongful intent, a part of the avoda, you can indeed compromise the carbon. So also what you see from there is that lemaisa, is that lemaisa, you can invalidate the carbon. Maybe not through having in mind for the wrong categorization, but if you go out and you have in mind to do the avoda in the wrong way, that will invalidate the carbon. We'll say just, we have one more minute. So it says the Gemara, l'shmo v'shlo l'shmo. What happens if you shech the carbon, l'shmo v'shlo l'shmo? B'shaymo, Sashana, during the rest of the year, Rabbi Bun bar b'shim shmo bar abba, since it has no established identity, because again, this is a carbon Pesach, not on Pesach, then ultimately it's as if, it's as if you shechted, I'm sorry, uh, let me skip the line here. Because it, this is the Pesach during the rest of the year. If you shechted it, then it's as if you have shechted it. And therefore it's good, which is another way of saying that when you shechted Karman Pesach, again, without any one specific intent during the rest of the year, the default categorization is what? Is 
shlamim, and therefore it's kosher. Amrle imkain hu afilu shachto lishmo amenas lizrok damo shlo lishmo yase misha harishoni kishachto lishmo vishlo lishmo b'shtika. But if that's the case, that you really don't need any kind of explicit intent, and no matter what you think, it's going to become a carbon shlamim. Then even if you shechted it, what shlo lishmo amenas to go ahead and sprinkle the blood shlo lishmo, it should still be lishmo. So the Gemara says vihe kosher amrabi abba mari man neemar b'shtika kosher o neemar b'shtika pasul. Ultimately, the Gemara says, no, 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 because at the end of the day, what the Gemara seems to be saying is like this, Rabosai, that although, again, if you have wrongful intent, it will go, or, or different intent, it won't invalidate the carbon. That's only with what, Rabosai? That's only with the actual categorization of the carbon. So what comes down to, again, it's important to know, because Pesach is around the corner. So, so what's important to understand with this is the following. If you have a carbon Pesach during the rest of the year, so again, Pesach on Pesach is easy, but let's say I have an animal for whatever the reason. I have an extra carbon Pesach lying around. Around. What do I? It's, what do I do with it the rest of the year? So the Gemara says it's a shlamim. But what if I? What if I shechted it? What if I shechted it ultimately for something else, or I had no intent when I shechted it? Rabbi Yochanan is of, is of the opinion that what Rabbi said, there is an automatic default categorization of that carbon, and it automatically becomes a shlamim, no matter what I do or I do not do, with one exception. And that one exception is what if I have in mind to do the avoda in the wrong way. Let's say to sprinkle the blood tomorrow. Well, you have to sprinkle the blood now. Or to sprinkle the, or, or to not sprinkle the blood at all, or to eat it outside of its permitted window of consumption, that will invalidate the carbon. So the default only works for the halachic categorization of the carbon as a shlamim. But if you want to mess this up and you have in mind to do the avoda the wrong way, that will indeed compromise the carbon. Yeah. Yeah.